Oh, wait, I oh, literally yeah, forgot. Off. Yeah. It cut off there. Never mind. Let's just go back to mixing. Scratch that. Scratch that. Welcome back to Stargating Sees the World with special guest Dunia. We're so super excited. Dunia is a singer, rapper, songwriter, and model from New York City. And her most recent album, The Scandal, was released in July of 2019. And she has two other albums prior to that, Avant Garden and Intro 2. And she's become a body posse icon also, which I just mentioned because I love that. And, you know, I appreciate that. And yeah, so thank you for coming on. We're super excited. Thank you so much for having me. What a time. What a time to be alive. So we like to play a little icebreaker intro game on our podcast called Right Tour Tank. And so you can write with an artist, tour with them, and when you tour with them, it's just mm-hmm. strictly touring. And then one where it's like a carnival festival game where you just throw a ball and they fall into a water tank. Oh my god. Tank them. And so the three options are Princess Nokia, Bulo, and Summer Walker. Oh my god. Wait, so I have to choose one to write with, one to tour with, and one to dunk in water? Yep. Yes. Yep. Darn it. Um... <laughs> well, high key, this is a little bit easy because Princess Nokia and Bula are my friends, so I'm oh, not geez. gonna dump them in the water. <laughs> Summer Walker, I really fuck with. Um, we're just we just never talked before, so mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna have to dump her in the water. No offense, <laughs> I love her though. Um, <laughs> she'll understand. Yeah, I get that. I've written That's... already actually with Bulo, and she's honestly one of the only artists. Maybe the only artist I've actually ever, like, written with, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, or at least attempted to. I don't know. It's, like, kind of weird for me to write with other people. I just be, like, alone in my, you know, in my <laughs> space. Yeah, I get that. So I guess I would choose her to write with. And then Princess Nokia is mad fun looking on tour. So, yeah, I would for sure go on tour with her. She she looks like she has so much fun. Like, that yeah. would be so much fun. She really actually, does. Actually, I might actually need to go on tour with her. <laughs> those are What's perfect happening? answers yeah i think so too that's actually funny we've never had someone like have actually worked with the people that we s- did for right tour tank <laughs> i love that that's adorable but yeah Bula is like really dope okay so can you start with just like a background of your musical journey and how you got to where you are now oh my lanza um how do i even start with it? Well, honestly, I've always been really drawn to music, like, ever since I was a wee young child. (laughs) Like, like I've been, I remember my first song when I was, like, five or six, I was, like, writing songs. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I look back on my diaries, and I was, like, seven writing, like, heartbreak poetry songs. Like, it was (laughs) really dramatic. Um, And then I think I started getting into, like, guitar. I started getting into, like, guitar Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. I was in high school. So when I was, like, maybe 15, 14. Mm -hmm. No, definitely, like, 12 I got my first guitar. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But then I started posting music, yeah, when I was a little bit older. So, like, 16, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I was posting my first, like, public songs. Right. And um, Mm -hmm. I got into it because I was just, like, I mean, it was just always a means for me to, like, express myself. I was was never, like, um, the most confident kid. I was always, like... I always thought I was hella weird because I was, like, a book nerd and stuff like that. Mm. And I didn't really relate to my peers, like, in middle school and in high school either, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So um, music was just, like, a way for me to, like, you know, express myself. And, yeah. Um, and it just, it really became, like, everything to me, like, for real. Um, which now, looking back at, I'm grateful for, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but at the time, I was like, wow, I'm literally such a weirdo. I'm going to make these songs, <laughs> and I'm just going to, like, mind my business. <laughs> were you, like, um, in high school, you were posting stuff on SoundCloud? Is that where you were releasing songs, or how were you doing that? Yeah, I was releasing stuff on SoundCloud. Um, some of my SoundCloud songs, are, they're, like, private now, but, like, I look mm-hmm. back, and they had literally 20 plays, and I thought I was, like, popping. I was like, yo, how did, honestly, how did these same. 10 people find me? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's how it should be, honestly. Like, that's yeah. pretty fire, regardless. When it's something that you love or something that, you proud of, that you're proud of, either way, it's like, well. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, it's dope, so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so SoundCloud was the wave back then. I wasn't even thinking of Spotify and stuff. I was just like, yo, mm-hmm. let me get on my, uh, my SoundCloud grind. <laughs> So when you're working on music, what does your creative process look like? Hmm. I mean, honestly, it's so different for every song. Um, a lot of the times, to be honest, I start with like lyrics. Just like I mean, I'll just talk about this last, the most recent new song I created. Mm-hmm. It started off with just lyrics coming into my head. Um, mm-hmm. and then I'll just like write it down, and then I like, and then I made a beat and like made it you know made it connect right figured it yeah. out um so that's like a way that i love to do things just because it's so natural you know you just be living your day and just having thoughts and then you just jot it down and yeah um, and it ends up being like you know some fire some fire stuff but <laughs> mm-hmm, but also i be like i also do it traditionally where i listen to a beat and just like vibe out i like to freestyle i like to just yeah you know, sit there in bed for like hours just writing to be you know so it'd be all the way to place, honestly. Yeah, cool. I feel like I noticed that in your music. Like, I've been listening to music for years. So, oh, like, like, huge fan over here. But, like, it sounds very natural. Like, it's not really conversational, but it sounds like it's a train of thought, which I really love. Mm-hmm. Aw, thank you so much. You've been an independent artist, like, from the start. So, like, as um, songwriters and artists ourselves, we wanted to know what does that look like for you how do you like manage all the things you have to do like publishing management lawyer marketing how what does that look like for an independent artist well to be honest i can't cap i have had help definitely throughout Mm -hmm. my entire career i mean Mm -hmm. um i released my first three projects it's with an independent distributor um so their name is called empire so they're like an independent label type situation um so basically i would just do like individual projects with them okay in that scenario um creatively it was you know like all me basically but Mm -hmm. um like they were amazing with just like helping me navigate how to release it you know how to market it whatever right um just because i was super yeah i just didn't know any anything about anything really i just yeah i just loved making music and um and yeah, I just wanted to get it out there. Um, but yeah, so I was fortunate enough to be able to connect with people early in my career that, mm-hmm. you know, could help me navigate that road a little bit. And um, and yeah, ultimately, I connected with managers that that made sense for me. I think mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people don't talk about with artists <laughs> is that it's it's literally a journey, including the people you work with. Yeah, including everything you know so it's like you might not even you might not get it perfect from the get-go because i mean yeah you, know, yeah. <laughs> you might not get it perfect from the get-go when it comes to managers when it comes to producers when it comes to all that stuff um 
so it was literally like a super learning process like i've met many 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 many, <laughs> many, many people <laughs> throughout my journey and um and they've all contributed very greatly to me you know mm-hmm. to who i am to my career um mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So, yeah, it's never been just me. I would say, honestly, the music, you know, I mean, the creativity um, mm-hmm. was, you know, I was definitely it for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems like a really good option for you to be able to just focus on having creative control while, you know, other things are taken care of. So you don't have to worry about stressing out about, like, making music and taking care of everything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was really dope being able to work with. I mean, right now I'm completely, completely independent just because I'm not mm. working on like a project. I'm just like kind of doing my own thing. Right. Which is what was I, what I was super grateful for for that situation was that I didn't have to like, you know, sign like a long deal or whatever. Um, just because I just don't know if that would be my, you know, cup of tea. Um, but yeah, so now I'm like completely, completely independent, but I mm-hmm. still have managers, which are awesome. So, <laughs> so maybe, yeah, I guess not. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but yeah, to me, independent just means like I do everything in my room and like, you know, or I just I just do everything in yeah. general. Yeah. And I'm just grateful to have like support, you know. I love that you mentioned just like that it's a journey all in all and like the behind the scenes stuff also you might not get right the first time oh yeah Yeah. like I've definitely experienced that and I feel like it you can't you don't see that like from the outside when you're like oh I'm gonna be a musician and you're like there's actually so many moving parts that you have to figure out like how are you gonna do that and what's gonna work best for you don't talk about it either yeah yeah it's so facts nobody talks about it I don't think anybody freaking talks about it because I was like they don't yeah I was like (laughs) wait am I (laughs) they don't I was like, wait, am I weird for, like, having to, like, figure all this stuff out and, like, taking L's and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And burning some bridges, to be honest, you know, and, like, and, like, having, you know, just having negative, quote-unquote negative encounters. I mean, now, obviously, Mm -hmm. it's all a blessing because you realize whatever, it all brings you to where you're supposed to be. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, nobody, nobody was really talking to me about that. And, um, I mean, I just think there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue that needs to be made uh, more transparent yeah. I agree I think because it's really refreshing to hear you talk about that because from like an outside perspective looking at someone who's successful and then they just kind of paint it as like this easy clear path that had no bumps in the road and then you're like well what am right. I doing wrong it can seem like that <laughs> like how did you get from point a to point b and a lot of the time no one's willing to talk about it and talk about the fact that they took some l's and you know, yeah. had to burn some bridges, like you were saying. Yeah, no, I definitely took Maddo's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess we really don't hear about that. But I promise you, everybody has gone through it, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, unless somebody was just super blessed and just, like, fell into the perfect hands that, like, mm-hmm. worked for the rest of their career. Um, right. But, like, that, that even sounds almost unrealistic. It does. Um, so it's like... It's like, yeah, you, you live and you freaking learn. I mean, mm-hmm. I was, you know, like I wrote a lyric the other day. I was like, CEO since 19, give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love oh that. My God. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned in an interview that you didn't have a lot of exposure to pop music when you were growing up because you grew up in a strict Muslim household. How did the music that you listened to growing up shape the way that you write today? 
Yeah, it's like I never, I wasn't, I didn't grow up with music, you know, like people mm-hmm. have their parents playing like the, the R&B classics and stuff like right. that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, yeah, my mom, I came, came out the womb with Sade <laughs> playing <laughs> music, yeah. You know, yeah, and, I'm, I never, and I never had that experience, like literally I didn't know anything about, I mean to this day, to this day my mom literally doesn't know who like Beyonce is, like she don't be knowing you know so like so i didn't yeah so i didn't grow up with that like knowledge or exposure but um basically all my music came or like all my exposure came from like super mainstream at first it was like taylor swift Mm -hmm. katy perry you know what i'm saying and then i got into like eminem and like like, the weekend you know Mm -hmm. um so those were like my staple (laughs) um artists like growing up um but yeah it's funny i honestly feel like i started making music before i was even like listening to music you know it's like kind of weird but i think it contributed to i think it contributed to my style almost you know like i feel like i have a very streamlined yeah Yeah. inspiration where it's just like five songs i heard in my (laughs) in my youth like floating around (laughs) that's so funny yeah i get that so your music has like um really like interesting beats like the production is something that i've always loved about your music do you work with specific producers or do you produce yourself what's that process like for you thank you um i feel like i feel like i'm super versatile in my um beat selection just because like on one Mm -hmm. on one project it'll be like you know just um a more poppy i like to do more like some dance stuff and then it'll be mm-hmm. you know on another project it'll be more chill r&b or like hip-hop type vibes um right but yeah i've been so blessed to be connected with some amazing amazing ass producers and i think that's just one of my like mm-hmm. huge blessings in life and um being able to like for example go to la and like you know meet with these amazing producers um like my second project was really the first project that was in a studio with another producer that was they were called breakfast Mm -hmm. in vegas and um it was just Mm -hmm. it was amazing my first project i just found a bunch of beats i liked online it was like buy three get one for free Mm -hmm. type (laughs) type, type (laughs) um but yeah so i do produce too i started producing more of my own stuff just this quarantine i released like i'm probably like probably like Mm -hmm. four songs that i produced this quarantine um yeah that's so dope but thank you so much but yeah i like respect producers so much i respect all the producers i've worked with um i just appreciate the freak out of them and um and yeah even when i'm working with a producer it's just like um sometimes we do collab on the beat but sometimes i'm just like this is just perfect Mm -hmm. the way it is i think i usually always collab with mixing like, I'm just, I'm pretty specific with my mixing. You mentioned right before this interview that you were mixing a song. Yes. And a lot of artists don't mix their own songs, but it does really shape the sound. So that's interesting. Yeah, mixing is literally so important. Why it's so important, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like more people need to, like, really put respect on engineers' names. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. It's really true. It's so hard. It's so hard, because it's just, like, in the beginning especially it really made sense to me how important mixing is because i went Mm -hmm. from like you know doing stuff on my own really not really not knowing Mm -hmm. what the vibes are with that and then going to a studio with a professional engineer who's like amazing at what he does and he took i feel like he took all the elements that i had and just like 
freaking you know what i'm saying made a creme brulee off it yeah. you know like you just take yeah. the ingredients and you're the one who like who just yeah who just makes it this beautiful masterpiece puts mm-hmm. everything together um so yeah engineers are so slept on which is just extremely <laughs> confusing to me because i feel like they're so such an insanely vital part of the song yeah oh for sure i mean of course they- every part is vital but i think they're all like equally vital yeah because the mixing like creates the whole energy like you can have instruments sound a million different ways and they pick Mm -hmm. like the the mix of it that they want yeah which it completely changes it they really know how to bring it to life yeah yeah exactly like sometimes i listen to a song just because the mix is so fire (laughs) seriously i'll be like holy freak i'm like this is goals like i love listening to a good mix like that yeah it satiates my like little earbuds satiates my mix need yeah (laughs) I've literally been blessed enough to be able to pick up gems from people as I've like you know right as I've made music with others um but yeah it's like regardless at the end of the day it's all just figuring it out <laughs> like you just mm-hmm. keep figuring yeah. it out it's like at one point I'm like god damn how much more figuring out do I have to do but it's literally like, <laughs> you know it's kind of constant though if you think about it it's oh, kind yeah. of constant yeah you're constantly evolving in your craft trying out different things etc etc so you're constantly kind of figuring it out um so yeah that's really just what i'd be doing honestly i mean i sit here for like hours on end that's why i think i like you know mixing is like a a emphasis for me because i was like honestly it won't take me that long to make a beat like maybe it'll take me like an hour or two to make a beat Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. even like you know um sometimes even like 40 minutes i'll make a beat and, and i'll write a song and then i'll mix the song for like 20 hours oh my gosh you know because i yeah. can like freestyle a song but you can't free mix a song <laughs> yeah you you can't um it's, but yeah <laughs> it's so true you're saying that like it's it's constant figuring out because mm-hmm. like anik and i are in a band and we've been making an ep this year and like i was just saying yesterday no like experience ever no project ever music or outside of music have i had to learn so much just like new information to make it happen yeah that's adorable i love that every time you think you know something you're like wait for this one thing i know i don't know 30 other things yeah literally (laughs) it unlocks it's just it's just you keep unlocking levels you know yeah you're like it never ends (laughs) it's it's so exciting to learn all these new things but you're like what how am i not how do I still not know all these things? Yeah. <laughs> it's great, I know. though. It's yeah. a lot. I mean, people think about it. People go to school for mad years for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Think about it. People they go to school do. for four years to, like, people learn, like, audio engineering or something like that. Yeah. So, it's like, we're doing we're doing good. We're doing fine. We're doing <laughs> great. We're doing yeah. great. Fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> I want to do it like a class soon, like a, a Zoom class or a live class soon, teaching people just like beginner, you know, engineering stuff to like make music. Oh, that would be sick. That'd be really cool. Right? That's such a good idea. Thank you. Yes, I want to do it. Um, that's why I'm like learning more things recently, yeah. so I <laughs> so I can like drop some gems. I would take wow. that class because yeah, literally, <laughs> what a good idea. <laughs> Hella cute. Yeah, sign me. Be, up. It would be vibes to be honest. My tips for mixing for artists is like, one, 
there's everything is on the internet <laughs> you know yep. you can learn yep. a bunch of stuff on the internet take advantage of youtube take advantage of google mm-hmm. um second of all um definitely listen to mixes that you like and you could always compare mm-hmm. them and you know you could practice with that um three is just put some respect on your engineer's name if you have a dope engineer put some freaking respect i respect the freak out of all my engineers and i always <laughs> give them mad love and just appreciate them so much and mm-hmm. and i hope engineers start getting more respect in the industry i honestly think they deserve like more you know maybe some yeah. publishing or something like that because yeah. they play a vital um a vital role in the in the, in the record <laughs> i agree they really do put that on a t-shirt put some respect on yeah. the engineer. <laughs> okay so you've this been so putting funny. music out since 2017 on spotify and like apple music Mm-hmm. And you've accomplished a lot since then. Where do you see music taking you and what are your goals? Thank you so much. Um, honestly, my goals, I feel like, have shifted a lot throughout the years. I feel like in the beginning, I had, like, um, I just had, like, a different uh, perception of my career or what it would look like. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, now my goal really is to just, like, one, remain authentic, you know, remain as true yeah. to myself as possible, just because I feel like that creates the best art, and it also just creates Definitely. the best freaking, like, life experience type shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now I'm, like, I really understand the value of, like, valuing your journey rather than, mm-hmm. like, skipping to, like, what you think everything should look like, what you think mm-hmm. everything should be like, you feel me? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now my goal is just to like, yeah, to be chillin', to be happy, to keep my spirit solid, and, um, mm-hmm. to release music that I'm consistently just like, fuck with, you know, that I enjoy, yeah. and that I am proud of, and, um, and also just to like, keep building, like, my genuine supporters that like, genuinely mm-hmm. like me for me, and like, and like the, the, the music, you know, appreciate the music, mm-hmm. like, like, I, I don't think my supporters care about, like, you know, like, they care about the music, and <laughs> and that's what I that's what I love about them. It's, like, they'll actually pay attention to the lyrics and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the goal is really just the goal is just being happy and, like, valuing the journey because you start realizing that the journey is literally life. So it's, mm-hmm. like, if you're enjoying the journey, you're enjoying your life, and, like, that's the biggest flex, so yep snaps to that really (laughs) quarantine has i feel like taught me all about valuing the journey of valuing happiness i'm like because there's nothing else to think about so like i better get my head right right now yes exactly (laughs) yeah it's literally it's everything you know and it's like we need to start always well not start but always like prioritize our 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 Mm -hmm. mental space and our happiness over Mm -hmm. over literally anything else you know um yep Cause yeah, all that stuff doesn't matter, and also it's just like it's just beautiful to live in, in gratitude and enjoy your art and just like you know yeah the rewards like feel so much heftier in that in that scenario yeah definitely. You've released three albums consecutively in three years, which is like a really quick turnaround for now. Like some people take like two years to release one album, so like is that on purpose or like what have you learned from such like making so much music in a short period of time it honestly doesn't even feel like that amount it doesn't even feel like that long i mean that short of a time 
Um, each project, you just fast. Yeah, I guess I'm just fast. I mean, each project took me high key a year of collecting music. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a long time. Each project I feel like really spanned within a decent amount of time. I don't feel like I rushed mm-hmm. any of my projects. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, intro two. You know, it took me. It took a while to come out because. I was just, like, figuring out the industry and stuff. And then while Intro 2 was coming out, I was already working on av- I was already mm-hmm. working on Avant-Garde. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, then, yeah. and then when Avant-Garde was coming out, I had already been working on the scandal. So they were all... Yeah. They all represented different periods of my life, and it was all substantial periods mm-hmm. of my life. It was all completely different periods, honestly. Mm-hmm. Intro 2, I was, like... Gi- I was before I even entered the industry... I was, like, you know, so thrilled to be there. I was, like, so excited. <laughs> Avant-garde, I was, like, in L.A., I was, like, partying. I was on my, like, yeah, I'm, like, an artist. <laughs> I'm, like, partying. I'm 21. Yeah. Like, where's the wine spritzers? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the scandal was, like, all right, time to home. I was, like, all right, I understand what's going on. It's time to, mm-hmm. like, get on my spiritual path. I'm understanding yeah. the repercussions of, like, partying every night lol Mm -hmm. you know i'm like i'm like finding myself i'm like you know what i'm saying it's like all this Mm -hmm. stuff it's like i'm growing up the scandal i think was my most grown-up project and um and yeah and it just you know hopefully we just keep evolving basically and having it reflect so how much writing do you do for each project like are you writing an abundance of songs and then kind of whittling it down to your album track list or do you just write as many as you need for the album Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm. I mean, to be honest, I'm like constantly writing. Um, right. The songs that end up making it on the project be the songs that like are a more of a complete situation, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. the songs that I'm in the studio, the songs that I'm, you know, that I like really love and just like finish. Um, but I'm constantly, I'm constantly writing. The songs on the project are definitely ones that like made it, you know. It's yeah. not like. I was like, all right, let me make 10 songs for an album. I've never done that. It's all been, like, yeah. collecting, collecting stuff, you know? Yeah, How do you I decide like that's which ones? Way. Um, it just oh, be, yeah. they just be hitting. You, you like, you know. Like, you know when you you're know. like, this is the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, damn, this one sounds hella good. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the one. Yeah. Um, and also, I like to have a good balance. Um, I think with the Scandal, I definitely made sure to have a, a more, I made sure to have more vulnerable songs on the Scandal, because I felt like... Mm-hmm. I felt like avant-garde was pretty flexed up other than like maybe like i don't even know mm-hmm. like hard candy or something or fi- oh yeah 50 50 hard candy yeah no it's still vulnerable but with <laughs> the scandal i was i was like yeah if i'm gonna have all these flexed up tracks like you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying um i want to make some more vulnerable ones um so yeah it's all about like the general balance of it and also just just having it feel like it's complete having it feel like somebody could listen to the whole thing and like get a real real taste of of who you are and you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yeah like a rounded taste of who you are the flexed up dunes the sad dunes the you know the vulnerable dunes the mm-hmm. happy dunes etc so yeah, yeah. That's what I like. but i've heard you talk about manifestation in interviews like a little bit oh, really? and at here at sorry you the world we really heavily believe in manifestation oh, yeah. and like that mindset is like everything Mm -hmm. when you're trying to reach a goal or just you're trying to be satisfied with your life and you were talking Mm -hmm. about living and gratitude and stuff so can you talk about that in your life and in your career and how that's played a role for you yeah I mean 
I heavily believe in manifestation. I think we're either like consciously or unconsciously manifesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't realize it in the beginning of my career, but I mean, ever since I was like freaking 12, I would be, I would be envisioning myself as an artist, you know? Yeah. And now I am an artist and I continue to fill that, like that vision, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, when it becomes more conscious, then it's, then it's awesome when you could just be like, all right, let me just honestly be grateful and just like, and just like know my, my destiny and just like yeah that shit um but yeah there's a lot of books that i've read too that i've like really i feel like helped me on my journey like the seven spiritual laws of success by deepak chopra um cool the secret obviously it's like a classic law of attraction book um i think a book that every independent artist should check out is russ's book it's it's all in your head that's Mm -hmm. like such a good one um, definitely check it out because it, it meshes the spiritual side of things mm-hmm. and the music industry side of things together. And I think that's, like, so iconic. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, mindset is everything. I think the biggest thing with me is what you have to realize is that, like, confidence is really everything. Because how mm-hmm. else are you, like, going to put out put out music if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, like, being held back by your own, like, self-critique or whatever it is. Um so it's like just giving yourself a lot of love and um and like practicing putting your stuff out there I think is a big part of being an artist yeah that's yeah. great advice those books that's awesome I'm definitely gonna read them yeah me too yeah like I, I've been thinking about manifestation so much I want like to know everything yes you should <laughs> it's like the greatest thing ever definitely check out Russ's book it's awesome and mm-hmm. yeah, all of those are just like pretty classic staples. I also have a friend. His name is Andy. You could mm-hmm. check him out, Andy's Vibe on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he like he's like a, basically a master of like of high vibrational thinking and manifestation. <laughs> so and That's he's sick. he's I my like that. Yeah. friend. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, he's literally my friend. Like I can't even believe we're friends because he's so dope. Um, but yeah, <laughs> check it out. He has like a he has a podcast for it. He has like a free course. He has a free course, like a free course. No way, that's cool. It's honestly amazing, and he's just like he's been amazing to me. Really cool, yeah. But yeah, my well, songwriting saves world reading list now. Yeah, now we, have, now we have a podcast reading list. Absolutely perfect. And it's like yeah, just like take care of you because when you're taking care of you, that's how you're gonna function the best. So yeah. don't you know like it's. I pr- I prioritize my vibes over everything because I know that's what's going to hold me down in the long mm-hmm. run, you know? Prioritize yeah. your vibes over the results. Prioritize your vibes over over anything because that's how you're going to stay winning is if you stay, you know, grateful and, yeah. and, and good. I so agree. Mm, that's such important. good advice. Thank you for mm-hmm. chatting Thank you so us. much for coming on. It was a really cool, so much dope conversation. Having. Yeah. God bless. Okay, and we're back from such a good conversation with Dunya. We literally, so guys, listeners right now, we got to tell you, after we hung up, she gave us another lesson on manifestation. After we hung up the Zoom call, she's so, so cool. So that was like, that was so good. Like, that was a lot to yeah. learn in that conversation. So we will continue with Song of the Week and Woman of the Week. Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? Okay, I'll start with Song of the Week. Yeah. My Song of the Week is is you probably won't be surprised in a Chinese satellite by Phoebe Bridger. <laughs> I knew it. Of course you knew it because I've been talking about this for the past like four days. Um, the song is about being not being religious. And also she said in her lyric genius about not getting her Hogwarts letter when she turned 11, which I think is hilarious because 
I remember when I didn't get my Hogwarts letter when I turned 11 and I was devastated. Dev, actually heartbroken. Like there was this whole thing in my household. Um, like my parents would tell my brother and I that like we had fairies, like fairies that were like looking out for us and stuff. The tooth fairy being one of them, but mm-hmm. then there were also other ones and we would get, we could write to them and then the fairies would write back. Mm-hmm. And they really outdid themselves. Like it was on like golden paper and like all this stuff. And so I remember that night, when my night of my birthday, I didn't get my letter, and I was like, "Okay, I'm taking this up with the fairies." And I email <laughs> the fairies, and I'm like, "What the hell? What the hell? Like you said, you said I was magic. Then there's no letter." And then they say like the next day the letter says like you're magic in different ways like you're not you might not be a wizard and i was like i don't want your pity magic like get that away from me anyway so that's kind of unrelated to the song but anyway that was my story about hogwarts letters but the song is about not being religious and and the feeling of wishing you had more faith but just not having it and we like you and i have been talking a lot about using complex or like outside the box concepts for songs and how to make Mm -hmm. that work and how to fit something big into this space of like three minutes and the limited words that you have and phoebe bridgers does this over and over again over and over again and so well she says things in songs and tackles concepts and i'm like how how did you say that so well how did you fit that in this format and I've never heard a song about this before. Like, I've had this feeling and mm-hmm. never heard it said like this. And so I just think it's really beautiful. And actually, like, um, Chris Sampson, while I was at Grammy camp, said something about this. He was like, there are thousands of love songs, but what makes a really good one is taking a universal feeling and telling it from a really, really specific perspective. Like Mm -hmm. a perspective that either hasn't been said before or is just so personal that even if it was said before, it's not quite in the same way. And that really stuck with me. And I think it's something that I just see over and over in Phoebe's writing. And especially... She's an amazing lyricist. Yeah, an amazing lyricist. So, I mean, Chinese Satellite isn't a love song, but that's what I mean by like just a very specific perspective about something. So, yeah, that's my song of the week. My song of the week this week is Subaru Crosscheck by No way! I love that song! I love the song a lot. I've been listening to it on repeat. What about a Lambo? And we were talking about, when we were talking about um, F My Horoscope, I don't know, are we allowed to curse? I mean, Dunya cursed, so. Yeah, so when we were talking about um, Fuck My Horoscope, talking about Fuck My Horoscope, I'm like, I don't know. So when we were talking about Fuck My Horoscope last week, I think it was? Yeah. Um... And we were talking about, like, playful lyrics and songs. Yeah, definitely. And I just, like, that song is just it's a whole vibe. And I love it. Playful. Like, I love the, I wish that I was skinnier, but I love sandwiches. He's so um, Nothing funny. like beating up a man because he cut me off in traffic. And, and my, my morning, morning started, started bad. bad. Hobo Johnson is so funny. I almost went to his yeah. show, like, a year ago. And then I didn't end up going. And I regret it so much because now we can't go to concerts because it's quarantine. And going to a Hobo Johnson show would have been the night of my life. That have been so fun. I love and him. also He's I have like a thing about concerts and just I mean it's not only concerts it's really just the way that I live my life which mm-hmm. is not always the best idea because you will run out of money it's not substantial <laughs> at all but anytime I'm like I could do this thing <laughs> I'm like I could either do this thing or I could not do it because like I'm sure there's gonna be another opportunity and I'm like right. no I have to go I have to because right anything could happen so i have to do it 
Yeah. And that's why I'm broke now, but it's fine. But it's okay. That's a great but it's song. It's not going to be that way forever. So it's okay. And also, I love the because the insurance is high, and I kind of want a family. Yep, that's that's super funny. And I like it's the I, entire like, song when he says that like um, my band looks like they all sing ballads or something. It's yeah, <laughs> so they all look like wait, order club salads and look like, like they, they all, all sing, sing ballads. ballads. Okay, woman of the week. Okay, you go first. My woman of the week is Phoebe Bridgers. I knew you were gonna pick. Her. I knew you were yeah. gonna pick because I knew you were gonna pick the song. So I was like, I can't pick the like, song. Like be ready to well. other's minds. But I love her and Sasha. I so I started listening to her from the album Boy Genius that our friend Rachel told us about or yep. told me about. I don't know if you knew it before. Um, yes, and I, did. I really, really <laughs> love that piece of just art. art. It's so good. And then sasha recently was like did you listen to her album it's just amazing so i've been listening to it yeah i really non-stop. freaked out about that one non-stop from start to finish i've just been like binging the album i think yep. she's an amazing lyricist an amazing artist an amazing woman and she is <laughs> my woman of the week Woman of the week i really texted the group chat and i was like guys guys listen put down stop whatever you're doing <laughs> and i did you have to listen to this i was just sitting down i was literally like Sometimes I listen to albums listening and just reading the lyric genius as I listen and just go straight through the whole thing. And I did that with Punisher, mm-hmm. TV Bridges album. It's just so good. Okay. My woman of the week is Toa Bird. Ooh. Um, Toa is a guitarist and in a band called Cassiette. I hope I'm saying that right. So I found her recently on my YouTube recommended because one of her guitar covers showed up and I was just like really impressed. I have a story oh, that goes yeah. along with this. I went to a, another concert story. I went to a concert a year and a half ago, I don't know, a while ago, where the keyboardist was just the coolest keyboardist I had ever seen. Like, he literally bounced when he played the keyboard. And he, mm-hmm. like, stood up, and he just had this, like, grin on his face. He was vibing so hard. Junior kept talking about vibing. He was vibing uh-huh. so hard. And in the concert venue, like, it wasn't that, it was really small, and there wasn't that many people there, and, like, most people that were there were, like, at the bar, and obviously I was underage and couldn't drink, and so I was, like, standing on the dance floor being, like, do I dance? Like, what do I, I don't know what to do, but then I looked at this man, I just felt his energy, and I'm, like, I'm gonna dance, I have to dance. Like, he was just bouncing, and so that story is related because that is the energy that I feel that Toa channels. For me from my perspective just this like really contagious like vibey joyful take on music as like a performer like what you get from watching her play guitar and she's low-key tiktok famous too which i literally bring up tiktok in every episode and i hate myself for that mm-hmm. but i think it's cool that it can be a platform for musicians in that way yeah and i strive to have her level of group I love a vibey musician. I like, really love a vibey musician. I really do. When I see, like, if I'm at a concert and I see the band in the back just, like, fully having the time of their life. I know. It's so contagious. Like, this is just, yes, it really is. If you liked what you heard in this episode and you're listening on Spotify, you can follow us on Spotify. If you liked what you heard and you're listening on iTunes, you can follow us and leave a review, five stars. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can like it and follow us if you love what you heard and you want to follow along with what we're doing 
follow us on instagram at songwriting saves the world yep or on our twitter well and on our twitter and because our you should twitter. follow both we're not really as active and our, on our twitter but we're trying now but we're gonna start being active on twitter and it's at song saves world yeah facebook also and our facebook page which is just songwriting saves the world and you can like the page and we update that weekly and if you really really liked what you heard and you want to support the podcast you can become a patron on our patreon for four dollars a month you get extra content special messages from the guests song critiques from us from things people send in and a songwriting saves the world laptop sticker it's good stuff good stuff thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode yes thanks for tuning in see you next week week. even in the dark i see your face and end up on my way to your place i got a lot to live for change